Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally how I do it, I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But on today, I will not do that. Instead, I'm going to read a poem that I wrote. It is entitled, It's Time. And I wrote the poem on today. As a matter of fact, I wrote the poem just a few minutes before I came on this episode. So here we go. It's time. Where did the time go? Gone too soon is a phrase most of us have come to know. Experiencing death on levels unimaginable. Time being something we've often wished would just stand still so that we could take in those moments that seem so surreal. More good moments of our loved ones to create them even now. Where did the time go? Some would say it's here, standing as it always has, even in the midst of fear. Enjoy those priceless moments, how we never want them to end. Some rushing through those moments, not truly appreciating their essence. To the next peak of adventure, some dare to go, yet it all just depends on you. How you choose to use the gift of time. Do you cherish it? Do you misuse it? Or do you simply take it for granted? Believing that you've got all of the time in the world. But do you? It's time you stop and see its true value. So I hope that you're blessed by the poem that I wrote called It's Time. I do a lot of reflecting throughout the day. I try my best to kind of be in the moment. And I do that purposely because I know that none of us know when it will be our time. So I do my very best to remain in the moment, to be consciously aware of where I'm at, what I'm doing, who I'm spending time with, why I'm spending time with them. And I do my best to cherish those timeless moments because the truth of the matter is once time is spent, you can never get it back ever. So how the time is utilized, in my opinion, is of the utmost importance. So those are the things that I think about. Those are the things that I ponder on. Just to be mindful, mindful of time. So I hope that y'all are having the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So also one of the things that I wanted to discuss on today or to talk about on today 
is not only the essence of time, but how are you? How are you doing with all of the things that are taking place in this world right now? How are you mentally? How are you emotionally? How are you spiritually? How are you psychologically? What are you doing to make sure that your mental health remains intact? Are you doing anything to make sure that your mental health remains intact? Or are you just literally sleeping your days away? Are you being proactive? Are you being productive? Are you journaling? For some people, journaling helps them to kind of process their emotions and what it is that they may be experiencing from day to day. Um, Some people I know, they record themselves and they kind of go back and they listen to the recordings to see how it is that they process their day. But are you doing something to ensure that your main priority is you? One of them anyway. Now, I understand a lot of people have family, have pets, they have responsibilities outside of self. But it's just like being on an airplane. Whenever they tell you that the plane is about to crash, you always got to make sure you grab that oxygen first before you can take care of the person to your left and the person to your right or the person even in front of you. So when it comes to that, are you making sure that you take care of yourself? Um, Recently, I know that I shared that we reached over 3,000 plays in less than a year. But what I did not share with you is that over the course of the year, how many minutes of content I contributed on the podcast. And according to Spotify, the amount of minutes that I contributed in less than a year was over 4,900 minutes. So over 4,900 minutes was spent of me sharing my life with you, sharing my journey, sharing my past, sharing my present, projecting my future in hopes that if God agrees one day and someday I'll be Mrs. Someone. (laughs) That's why it's called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. Now, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you've heard my mother tell me that she does not believe necessarily that my future hubby will be a man, she believes that my future hubby will be a project. And sometimes when I think about my journey in dating, and when I think about the journey that I'm currently on, I find myself in agreement with her from time to time. My future hubby may not necessarily be a man. It may literally be on to the next project. (laughs) We'll know. We'll see later in life. But um, I just quite I find that quite interesting um, as I'm going on this journey and I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm against marriage. I'm really not saying that I'm against marriage because I'm so for wedlock. I really, truly am. Hence the Dear Future Hubby podcast. If that's not self-explanatory, I don't know what is. But I do remember when someone asked me of all the titles that you could have named your podcast, why did you name it the Dear Future Hubby podcast? First of all, for those that have not listened to the entirety of my episodes, I speak on that on the very first episode. And so 
If you are that curious to know, I would encourage you to go to the very first episode that I ever, ever talked about in terms of why it is that I did the Dear Future Hubby podcast. That's like your homework assignment. How about that? (laughs) Try to find the very first episode that I ever aired um, and that will have the answer to your question. However, this has been a journey that I would not take anything away from. In the course of my even starting down this path, I have learned so much about myself. I have continued to do the work. I have continued to press forward. I have continued to learn so much about this journey of singleness. Now, one of the things that I can honestly say is that when I've been single in times past, I didn't really hone in on doing the work. I never really truly honed in on, okay, so you're by yourself. Um, What does that look like? Okay, so are you going to learn about what you love? Are you going to learn about what you don't like? Are you going to learn about your proclivities? Are you going to learn about the things that bring you joy? I've never intentionally been single. And I know that's not going to make sense to some, but hopefully some of you will get it. I've never been single on purpose. And so when I'm going through this journey, I'm learning about my sensitivity. I'm learning about um, how I am when I'm operating in a relationship. I'm learning about the things and the people that I care about. I'm learning about the things that I'm willing to allow to fall by the wayside. I'm learning that some arguments don't even need to be had. I'm learning that I don't always have to win a debate. I'm learning how to humble myself. I'm learning how to listen carefully. I'm learning how to pay attention to the words that come out of people's mouths. I'm learning how to weigh those words and my own words. And I'm learning how to love myself unapologetically. I'm learning how to speak my truth in love. I'm learning how to stand on my truth. I'm learning about myself. And I truly am grateful for the opportunity to do just that because I was never truly mindful of my singleness in times past. Now I am. I'm mindful of who I want to spend quality time with. I'm mindful of where I want to put my energy. I'm mindful of my frequency. I'm mindful of all of those things that a lot of times we tend to take for granted. Mm -mm. Nowadays, I don't. Nowadays, I'm very, very mindful. Even when relationships, like um, being in relationships, I'm starting to notice that in the past, there were a lot of times that I would enter into a relationship and I would take that individual for granted. I would almost assume that the time that we were sharing, that that time would just continue indefinitely. I never really saw an end to the relationship. So I took it for granted in a lot of ways. And now, as I'm going on this journey of dating, I don't look at dating even the same. I don't look at people the same. Um, I see people for who they are. I see people for who they are. And I make a conscious decision I try my best not to put my conscience on them. So I try to meet them wherever they're at. I can't honestly say I did that in the past. I really can't. 
but I'm doing it now. I remember I went on a date. I, I will not forget this because it was so funny to me because the date was actually, in my opinion, just my personal opinion, it was a pleasant date. But looking back, I could tell that the intentions of the individual were not conveyed initially. And maybe this person was under the impression that the outcome would be a little different had he spent some money on me. Not quite sure. I'll never know because I never called him back. But what it was interesting, though, to see how people respond um, whenever things don't go their way. It's been interesting for me to see how I respond whenever things don't go my way. And I can honestly say I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> no, for real, I really am. Mm, mm, mm. I am a spoiled brat, but I can, I can, I can own it. That's something that maybe I wasn't mindful of before, but I really am a spoiled brat and I'm okay with that. So I know that whoever my future hubby is, he is going to have to understand that there is a certain way that I have to be approached. There's a certain way that I have to be let down. There's a certain way that I have to be told no. Um, and it literally has to be from a perspective of let me speak this truth in love. Because if I don't speak this truth in love, she might feel rejected. And I'm not rejecting her. I'm just not in agreement with her when it comes to this particular situation. And I'm learning that about myself. It's a way to convey to me no. But there's also a way that I say no. And now I'm mindful of how to say no. Um, I am mindful of the way that I say it. I'm mindful of making sure that I cover a person's feelings and their perspective. I'm mindful of that. I know I was looking at a podcast not too long ago and the individual had shot their shot. And when he shot his shot, it was not reciprocated. And so I paid attention to how the young lady that he was shooting his shot at, how she was kind and how she told him no that she didn't reciprocate those same feelings, that when she saw him, she saw a friendship. And because she valued that friendship, she did not want to cross the line and entertain a romantic relationship because by doing so, it could potentially taint the friendship. But because she reverenced who he was as a man of God, that these are all of the qualities that you convey and that you display that I admire. And at the same time, I want to keep this relationship intact, but I also want to take a moment to thank you. I want to take a moment to thank you for at least attempting to shoot your shot. Because do you know how many people whose paths that I cross, and I'm paraphrasing for her, that they may have that same interest, but they're too afraid to shoot their shot. And so she was able to build him up in terms of what it is that he brought to the table concerning their friendship. But she was able to also tell him no, that she was not interested in entertaining a romantic relationship. But it doesn't necessarily mean that by the fact that she's not willing to entertain it now doesn't mean that it would not or could not potentially happen in the future. And so 
as I listened to how she communicated that to this individual, I applauded her because a lot of times, and in my opinion, just listening to her and even listening to how she responded to hearing her own response, you could tell that that's someone that's been doing the work. Now, she had been married before and she has now been divorced. And so in the course of her journey of singleness, she's learning how to say yes and how to say no, but how to do it in such a way that you're still keeping that person's dignity intact. And what I'm starting to recognize is that there are a lot of people that they may have mastered how to say no in the sense of, I can tell you no if I don't want to do X, Y, and Z, but they haven't mastered their delivery. And that's what, something that I really, truly want to learn how to do is master my delivery. So anytime that I'm in certain situations, and let's say someone is, is um, projecting what they would like for me to do for them or with them, what I'm learning how to do is meet that person where they're at but still learning how to convey to them, that's not where I'm at. So the answer is no, but thank you for X, Y, and Z. So I'm learning how to master my telling people no, um, because you may need that when someone is giving you a, a proposition for, let's say, a new job opportunity, or let's just say it, you know, it could be any type of situation. It's not always connected romantically where you may not know how to say no. It could be where someone is offering you a promotion and the promotion sounds good. But as you're going down the details of that promotion, you start to realize, wait a minute, what? Uh, so the job that I'm currently at, I don't have to work on weekends. But on this particular in this position, you're pretty much making it mandatory that I work on weekends, which means that I really won't even have work-life balance. I really won't even have an opportunity to take care of me the way that I'm used to taking care of me in my current role. I'm not quite sure I want to co-sign for that. That's where negotiating comes in. So you are able to say no, but you're able to say no in such a way that it's like, I'm saying no to your initial proposition. But if you tweak it a little bit and you make allow me maybe to get my weekends off. Most likely, you know, it's not a maybe, it's a definite because in order for me to accept that promotion, I would have to continue to have my weekends off because there's certain things that I do on the weekend and I literally don't want it to feel like I'm constantly working and I never have a break. So once you tweak it a little bit, let me negotiate with you. Let me let you know this is really what I need you to put on the table as well. This is what I need you to take off the table and that's what that looks like for me, for me to say yes to your offer. Then we can have another conversation and then I may most likely say yes. But if you're not able to meet me, it's not like I'm hurting while I'm currently at. So I'll probably end up saying no, but I'll do it in such a professional way that maybe the door will open later. Maybe, maybe not. But then I'm walking away from that offer with my head held high and then you're walking away 
with your head held high because you put your best foot forward and I put my best foot forward too. And I feel like that is something that it needs to be considered whenever you are dealing with relationships and whenever you're dealing with work relationships, romantic relationships, whatever that situation may be, those are some things that you ought to consider because by doing that, you know, the answer, like they say, the proof is in the pudding, the way that you address those types of situations will make a world of difference. At least I hope they do. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah, so how you master saying no? How do you master telling someone no? And then you allow their dignity to remain intact. I literally got to witness that firsthand and I absolutely loved how she handled that situation. I absolutely loved how she handled that situation. And I also love the fact that they had an understanding that just because she told him no, it did not stifle the growth of the relationship, of their friendship. Um, because sometimes people will take rejection to a whole nother level that it doesn't even need to go to. Um, and in doing that, you end up tarnishing something that is supposed to be beautiful um, because you let pride get in the way. How many times have we done that? How many times have we let pride get in the way? That's also part of me being spoiled. A part of me being spoiled is the fact that if I'm completely spoiled, that's a level of pride. So it's like, how dare you tell me no? <laughs> how dare you? And you know, we some people have some audacity. So that's one thing that I love about this journey is that I'm learning about myself and I'm learning that I still have room for growth. I still have room for healing. I still have room to learn. Um, and I'm willing to do all of those things. I'm willing to do all of those things for the sake of a better version of myself. So if you haven't mastered telling someone no, if you haven't mastered how to say no and help them to have their dignity remain intact, um, help them to still be able to hold their head up high. Now, you can't do that under every scenario because some people, whew, some people you just said no 50,000 times and they just not trying to hear. Well, then, you know, that's a whole nother situation. We'll talk about that another day. But anyway, <laughs> I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But this is going to conclude my episode on today. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.